Live from the Journeys Group Studio, this is Taking Care of Business. Good day, this is Tommy Pate. And this is George Pate. Taking Care of Business. Today is the second week of June? Uh, The second full week, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, what, like about two day, two weeks away from the longest day of the year? Yep. June which means, 21st? Yep, which means uh, things will start to get hotter, theoretically. And the days will start getting shorter, the- theoretically. No, uh, the days will start to get longer. No. Well, oh, oh, you mean you mean after that. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 The longest day of the year would be in two weeks, which is what I said. And yeah. then after that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good to know you're on top of your game as always. All right. Well, I just, I, I'm, I'm throwing you some underhand throws here so you can just, you know, I'm using the, the baseball metaphor because the College World Series is. Actually, if it's underhand, it'd be softball. Oh, yes. I, I know that. I'm using the sports metaphor because the, they're both going on right now. Uh, speaking of sports, all of our teams are out of the NCAA. Not all of our teams. Oh, Wake's not? Uh, no. Are you kidding me? Have y'all lost one yet? Uh, no, we've won all of our games like 21 to something or 12 to something. We we won on Sunday 12 to 1, I believe. So, okay, all the other teams, Carolina, East Carolina, and State are out of the um... – Yeah, they all lost on Sunday. Man, State was just uh... – we were, we were watching some of the game on Sunday after 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 we all ate lunch, and, oh, man, it was – um we tuned in and it was three to nothing at the bottom of the first inning. And it was like, that's not good. And then it just got progressively worse. But, um, no, it's exciting. I, I, I finally got a sport that people Somebody cares about. Yeah, I mean, that people care. That's not no offense. Uh, I mean, we're really good at like golf, golf and field hockey and whatnot, but those are not very popular televised sports. So it's, it's exciting. So, are uh, any ranting and raving today? I, be- I think this whole show is going to be. Uh, no, I don't. Th- no, I, I don't. I don't think so. I think I'm. Uh, actually, no. I do want to. I do want to uh, bring up one thing. I saw the most insane article the other day. Uh, the most insane headline: A school district in Utah, of all places, has banned the Bible in elementary and middle schools. You know, Utah, the home of the Mormons. And that they have said that the Book of Mormon is next on the chopping block. And I'm, what? No, in Utah? Yeah, they're going after the Book of Mormon in Utah. Why did they ban the? Of course, I know why they did. But what was their rationale for banning the Bible? The the due to the sexual nature of the content in the book that it is practically uh, pornographic. I believe the the sexualization the of minors it, and all that sort of thing. I believe in the bible when it refers to um things of a sexual nature it says begat or she know or they he knew her now i mean there is one pretty uh blatant verse in the bible that's very they don't try and hide what happened but it was relevant to the story but i I guess one of the things that that frustrates me besides the fact that they did that is that these people are looking at, at biblical history biblical times you know thousands of years ago through a lens of 2020 of the 21st century where the culture of today's world is very different than it was thousands of years ago and to look at to look at even you know 50 years ago from the lens of today is not fair because um you're applying our values and the things that we know and understand to a group of people that did not have that understanding and saying that, oh, that's gross, it's terrible, blah, blah, blah. And that, that's not fair. It's not a fair comparison. And so besides the fact that it's just ridiculous that they banned it in the first place, 
the reason for doing it and how they went about it is is just is illogical. I mean, again, you're applying 21st century logic, values, whatever, to something where to a group of people that were practically barbarians and saying that, oh, look how terrible and disgusting they were. All right. Yeah. If you look at it from our point of view, maybe. But during that time period, there were a lot of things different. I mean, well, this is our our fault. When I say our fault, I mean the Americans citizens fault for voting these kind of fruitcakes into office. Oh, this was just like a um, this was like a parent board. This wasn't even like the school board or anything. This was like this was like a group of parents that petitioned this. Then, but you still have <clears throat> the parent board has no authority. The school board has to accept their well, recommendations. That's, yeah, that's true. So yeah, you, you still have the ability to get rid of people like that. Let yeah. me. Yeah. Let me switch to my topic because I'm getting yeah. enraged. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, I just, no, 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 I, no. It was just it no, was such no, a I, ridiculous I'm thing. Just, I just I'm um, just this. This woke garbage is is just utterly amazing to me, and just. But you did mention the other day when we were talking about that that, that there are some signs that people are finally getting sick of it, and so um, maybe there's some light at the end of the tunnel. But let's shift gears. One more comment. Yes, it just seems that woke is synonymous to if I don't get my way, I pitch a fit and cry like a baby until you give me my way because it hurts me and I have psychological damage if I don't get my way. Yeah. Okay. Good. You got it. Yeah. Now, uh, oh, let me introduce myself yeah. before we get into the show. Yeah. <laughs> My name is Tommy Pate. I'm a certified financial planner with the Journeys Group. And I'm George Pate. I'm a financial advisor with the Journeys Group. We are an independent registered investment advisory firm in Aden, North Carolina, right outside of Greenville, North Carolina. Our phone number is 252-746-6785. Again, that's 252 252- Seven four six six seven eight five. You can find us on the web at www.thejourneysgroup.com. Again, www.thejourneysgroup.com. Our website has a variety of financial articles on it. It has our schedule, and if you want to see us, get an appointment with us. Uh, it has our physical location, contact information. <clears throat> it has. Oh, what links to uh, any upcoming events that we may have going on, which right now really not anything until this fall, mm-hmm. uh, has links to YouTube, uh, Facebook, and Instagram. And last but not least, it has the podcast links to the 19 podcast platforms that we have, which is uh, Taking Care of Business, the show you're listening to right now. So if you miss a show and want to hear it, that's the place to go listen to it. Yep. Have I covered it all? I believe you have. As financial planners... Me for 40 years in November. Good Lord, have mercy. <laughs> you for five years, five years uh, in, in next month. Yeah. yeah. What would you say is the biggest issue people have? Personally? Yeah. Um, probably debt. That's debt. One of the, debt is one of the biggest issues we see people come in and, and, and that they're worried about. And and that what? That they're worried about. Right. That they, that they, a lot of people tend to, a lot of people that come in tend to have a very, overinflated fear of their debt that is it's one of their primary concerns and most of the time the debt situation that they're in is either very fixable or they're in pretty good shape but they are aware of it and they are they're worried about it which means that they want to do something to fix it or to combat the debt situation that they have they want to get out of debt or start to get out of debt so how is it that People that rank and file human beings are concerned about their debt, but the people that run our country are not concerned about our debt. 
because people like you and me do not have the ability to just go borrow more money if we run out of money. The, so you, the, the, are, the 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 and we're talking about the, the we're talking about we're talking more about the debt ceiling today and um, more into that. But the the federal government has very limit has very little restriction on what it can do in terms of borrowing money. Well, do you think that that if um, if you had an unlimited credit card, you had to pay the interest on it, but an unlimited credit card, you'd run it up. I like to think I would not, but I think there are a lot of rank and file people. When we say rank and file, we mean normal civilians that with that ability would probably use it. So what would slow them down then when they in the interest rate payment got so high it was interfering with their lifestyle? I think so. Yeah. Can you explain to me why the current interest rate payment of the United States government is 110% of our GDP? Because we borrowed so much money. I mean, they, and, and they, I mean, because, because it does not affect the Congress personally. people personally. Exactly that's exactly, right. that's the problem. It doesn't exactly affect, it, it doesn't right. hit them where it, it does, it's not going to hit them where they feel it. Because again, I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. When the federal government, def, if the federal government defaults, if it runs out of money, which we almost did, we've done it before, if we run out of money, federal employees don't get paid. You know, I've got several friends that are in the military and they don't get paid during a situation like that. But, members of Congress exempted themselves from that situation. And so they have no incentive to stop that from happening because it doesn't affect them. And so that's, that's why it's gotten as bad as it has, I think, because they, they don't, they don't care because it doesn't affect them. So let's talk about this. We are currently $31 trillion in debt. That's a lot of zeros. Now let's talk about, Let's get a visual for that because most people can't comprehend that. I know I couldn't either. Um, currently, every person in the United States owes $94,000 of that debt. In other words, you take three, 31 trillion and divide it by everybody here. I'm, so, I'm, I'm genuinely surprised that's not more. I, I am too. All right. The Willis Tower. So I think it's in Chicago. I was going to say, is that the Chicago one? It's 1,450 feet tall. What should be what a quarter of a mile? Uh, five thousand two hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah about, roughly a quarter of a mile. Yeah, um, thirty-one point four trillion dollars is the equivalent of eight one hundred and ten-story Willis Towers. Eight one hundred and ten stories. Okay, so eight hundred and eighty stories of building. Now, here's where it gets sad. 2012, 11 years ago, our debt was $16 trillion. So we have doubled it in a little over 10 years. Or not not quite doubled it, I should yeah. say. Now, how does the U.S. run up debt? Just like your Iowa, they spend more money than they have. Yeah, the U.S. government is a business. Well, not really. And, well, uh, in theory, it is. And an economy is a business, and they have a budget every year. And within that budget, there's line items. And whenever they go over budget, that's when they had to borrow money. Instead of, you know, instead of um, doing what what we what we as normal people do and cut spending from somewhere else or um, figure out how we're gonna how we're gonna make up that money. 
they just raise the limit. You know, they go in and say, okay, instead of instead of spending a uh, hundred billion dollars on this, we spent a hundred and, and so we spent one hundred and fifty billion. So now we're going to raise the limit to two hundred billion on this instead of trying to cut spending from somewhere else or make up the money somehow. They just go borrow more money, and so that's how. It's a vicious cycle because they just continue to do this year after year. And again, there's no effect on them, so why would they stop? Well, you know, so tax the debt is simple. <coughs> we raise taxes or the debt limit, which is what they're doing. We reduce spending or a combination of all three. And I would argue that raising the debt limit um, is going backwards. Oh, I agree. With the situation here, I, I would say that, that is, that's not productive behavior yeah let me put this in in terms that we can understand all right the median family income in the united states is seventy thousand seven hundred and eighty four dollars it's higher than i thought all right if that family spent money like this federal government it would spend ninety thousand six hundred and sixty three dollars per year which means it would have put nineteen thousand eight hundred and seventy nine dollars on a credit card in 2022 Despite the credit card already owing $447,142. So you already owe almost half a million dollars. So you're going to put more on it. You know you already owe a half million dollars, and you make no effort to stop it. Now, granted, the last three years have been excessive because of COVID, but prior to that, it was, you know, it's not like they were stopping it. All right. There's a very interesting, um, book that i found called congressional pig book and it talks about pork barrel spending Mm. that's where they uh and 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 for my edification that's where they just throw in like garbage in a bill like they slip things into the under like a main bill that mm -hmm. nobody's going to recognize but it's more spending a pork product is defined as a line item in an appropriations bill that designate tax dollars for a specific purpose in circumvention of established budgetary for procedures. So let's say that um, there's a bill on the floor that they're going to um, allocate uh, $105 million to build a new dam in Tennessee for TVA. All right? Somebody slips a little line into that bill and says, and by the way, we're going to budget $5 million for the Cowboy Poetry Festival in Las Vegas. And that's how it's done. Mm-hmm. Um, earmarks is kind of what they're called. Earmarks is where a congressperson slips that stuff in. And um, we had record levels of spending last year. By, by Congress in terms of earmarks. Um, let's see. Let's look at some of them, or let's look at who who is the culprit, you know. Um, John McCain, before he died, said that the problem with arguments with earmarks is the more powerful you are, the more likely it is you get your earmark passed. Therefore, the system is corrupt. The most powerful legislators do benefit from earmarks. For the second year in a row, Senate Appro- now he has retired. Senate Appropriations Committee Richard Shelby 
received by far the highest dollar amount of earmarks. He's a Republican, by the way. His earmarks cost $666 million. Second place, retired Senator Jim Inhofe, who is also a Republican from Oklahoma. His earmarks cost $541 million. The top five running on the next three. Notice all these sit on the Senate Appropriations Committee. The ones that are in charge of of allocating money, yeah. Senate Appropriations Committee, Brian Schatz, Democrat, Hawaii, $529,856,000. Lisa Murkowski, theoretically Republican, Alaska, although she votes both ways, $489,132,000. And Senator Mazi Hirano, Democrat, Hawaii. $449,315,000. These five members of Congress make up 0.93% of all the members of Congress, and yet they receive $2.5 billion billion of of appropriated earmark funds, or 10.3% of the total cost of of the budget last year. Uh, I mean, just... (laughs) I mean, it's a problem on both sides of the aisle. I mean, obviously, it, it, but, yeah. But here's something else I didn't realize that this system of earmarking benefits senators much more than the House of Representatives member. There were only, of the top 50 earmark recipients, only two of them were representatives. The other 48 were senators. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, I did not either. Um, earmarks also can be anonymous. So, so the, the, the earmark just says, hey, we're appropriating funds to this program or something in my state, or it goes directly. Yeah, no, it goes, it's, it's, it's something for this pork barrel because it's just for them, like. It's, uh, it, it's, it's, it's to benefit their district or, or cons- well, well say, theoretically, I yeah, guess. Yeah, let's say that you're, and I'm, I'm uh, got to be careful here because I'll offend somebody. No, um, you don't. We've already done that. Well, but I mean, offend somebody that I care, whose opinion I care about. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Let's, let's assume that, in, that I'm a congressperson. Okay, uh, and in my district is the largest tiddlywink manufacturer in the world. I wonder if they I wonder if they still make tiddlywinks. I don't know. And anyway. this tiddlywink manufacturer has given me much uh, support and money in my congressional career. Okay, and one day he calls me and says, "Hey, um, we just found out China can make tiddlywinks for a dollar less than we can." Can we get some kind of federal subsidy for tiddlywinks? Well, I want to help this guy because yeah, he's, he's helped I'm me. in Congress because of him, probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so we have a big appropriations bill going up. And so I call the person of the uh, whoever, whoever. whoever wrote the bill mm-hmm. said, hey, you mind if I slide an earmark in? For and here she goes, factor. I don't care. Doesn't bother me any. So you add a line to that bill that says, Tiddlywink tiddlywink federal subsidy of $1.7 million. And since these bills are typically hundreds of pages, the odds are nobody's ever going to read it. Nobody's going to see it, yeah. That's that's how the game's played. Yeah. Uh, And then really, until you put um, term limits in, it's not going to stop. Oh, no, yeah. They're just, I mean, they're going to continue doing this. Uh, I'm, I'm always amused. And why, why would they not? I mean, I, I, you know, I certainly don't blame them. Why would, why would they not? If there's no limit, no whatever, <laughs> why stop? Well, I'm always amused that um, there's someone 
and I'm probably guilty too. Someone fights, you know, Democrats are bad, Republicans are bad. They're all bad. There is nobody good in Congress no, to speak no, of. No. Uh, and the only way to stop that is, like I say, is to put term limits in. Um, did you know, for example, let's see some of these earmarks. Um, half a million dollars for the birthplace of Country Music Museum in Bristol, Virginia. Interesting. Thirteen and a quarter million dollars to fund two presidential libraries. Half a million dollars for wild horse management in Nevada. Okay. Now, here are some criteria to meet the pork requirement. That has to be requested by only one chamber of commerce. It has to be not specifically authorized. Check this. Not competitively awarded. No bids. So, not it, it, so it just has to be one flat amount and that's yep. it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, not requested by the president. Greatly exceeds the president's budget. Not the subject of congressional hearings and serves only a local or special interest. So, okay, if it greatly exceeds the budget, there we go. Why? I mean that that right there. Stop. Stop right there. It greatly exceeds the budget. And if we're this far in the hole, why is this allowed? That I mean, that's 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 obviously I'm, that's a rhetorical question, obviously. But why is that allowed to happen? I mean. If there's a line item in my budget that greatly exceeds my budget, I'm not going to do it because it's going to hurt me. I, I don't I don't understand the logic behind that. And I guess, I guess what blows my mind is that's a qualification. That's not just a uh, it happens. That's a qualification for one of these things. And nobody seems to say that there's a problem there. Um. Let's look at a couple. I'm trying to find some here that's not too offensive. Hard to do. Yeah. All right. The Gulf Shellfish Institute reported $172,108 in revenue in fiscal year 2020. They got $2.5 million given to them. So they got their earmark given to them was 1,352% greater than its income. Hmm. <laughs> According to NOAA, the fishing industry produced $253 billion in commercial sales and doesn't need earmarks. How Scripps, much did they get? Uh, the, the West Side. Oh, 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 oh the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Scripps Institute of Oceanography had $243 million of revenue. It also received another $6 million from the Scripps family. However, since... Fiscal year 2001, Congress has added 286 earmarks for them, costing $2 billion. Mm, let's see. And, of course, George made a good point in that if you already know you're spending more than you got, why do you do it? Yeah, and, and again, it, because it's a qualification for one of these things to be passed – that's that's what blows me away is this is a box that they have to check before they're allowed to do this. So this has to be over budget. We this has to be some money that we were not planning on spending 
before we're allowed to spend it. I mean, that's just, that's insanity. Um, I'm, I'm just, uh, the, the more I read and learn about this, the more it just, it blows me away that, um, that we elect these people, that we we're the ones that put these people in power and, and keep them there. Um, because I mean, at the end of the day, we have the authority to, uh, hire or fire these people because we, an elect, an, an election is a job, uh, an electoral campaign is, is just a, uh, an interview. It's a job application. And we are uh, we are hiring these people by electing them to public office. So if we're hiring them to do the job of looking after us and our best interests, and they're clearly not doing that, why is it that the same people continue to be put in these jobs that are clearly not looking after our best interests? Because it may not affect you right now directly but it will at some point there's going to be some point there's going to be at some point down the road where we can only afford to make the interest payments and when that happens things like social services are done they're cut so not trying to fear mong or scare or anything but uh, just be aware of what's going on i guess the bottom line is why in the world would you put people in charge of you that can't balance a checkbook yeah i mean uh, you know so uh, if you disagree with us or want to chat with us about this, give us a call, 252-746-6785. I'm sure you're going, what does this have to do with financial planning? Uh, directly, it doesn't, although these actions certainly impact uh, your personal financial situation Yeah, uh, more than you realize. Uh, Going to continue this conversation next week, uh, and we'll wrap it up then. Here's the music in my ears. So i got to get out of here. Appreciate you all spending time with us today. Hope you have a great week. Look forward to visiting with you next week. This is Tommy Pate. And this is George Pate. Taking care of business. The proceeding has been a paid program. The advice and opinions expressed by the Journeys Group and their guests are their own and may not reflect the opinions and advice of WTIB or Interbanks Media. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although should not be relied as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Fixed annuities are insurance products. Fixed annuities, rates, returns, and guarantees are subject to the claim paying ability to the underlying insurance company. Please see a statement of understanding and prospectus for a full detail on products discussed. Strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation and as such is not intended to be a direct recommendation. Before acting on any information mentioned, you should seek the advice from a qualified tax or investment advisor to determine whether it is suitable for your specific situation. Investment advising services are offered through the Journeys Group, an SEC-registered investment advisor.